and your mom was like, I got lots of kids to sign up. She's like, I got, I got three. And so she signed up Faith and Edric, who were six, current sixth graders, and then signed you up. And you were right there in tow with her. And I, like, I remember, like, standing in the front of the cafetorium and seeing, seeing you and not realizing that that little bouncing human was going to be uh, a part of my life for a really, really, really long time. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Critical Math Drop podcast with your favorite math teachers, Harry Coca and Michelle Cody with our special guest. Yeah. Okay, first, um, I want to take a moment to recognize that we've been on a bit of a hiatus. Uh, and it was a, it started off as a planned hiatus, and then it spiraled into an unplanned hiatus of two weeks. So for those of you who were avidly checking your Spotify and your Apple Palace, like, where are they? Did they disappear? Did they leave us? Oh no. Oh no. We did not. And we're back. And we're gonna go strong. Um, because y'all want us to, and we're happy to have you. Um, I wanna tell a little story first we before we get started with Leanne. I one of my former principals, assistant principals, she sends me a um like card, you know those like happy holiday cards. I in full transparency. I always try to do that. I always in my brain, like around October, I'm like, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna send cards to everybody with a picture of me and Matthew. Like, this is what we did this year. And the next thing I know, it's January 1st, and I was like, man, I guess I missed an opportunity to you know, uh, you, do that. You can still do it. I just ordered mine. I'm doing New Year's cards. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> Maybe I should do March cards and be like, this is how the year's going so far. <laughs> I, I saw on Instagram or like TikTok, it was like, uh, dear God, I want to, I want to make sure that I signed up for the bless and highly favor plan in 2022 instead of the trials and tribulations. And I was like, say less. I want the bless and highly favor plan. Like that is what I want. Anyway, so she sends me this card and in the bottom card, she's like, I just want you to know that I love hearing your voice on your podcast. And I was like, what? So that's, she's in Seattle. So if we have any markers from Seattle, that is her. That is her. It might still, she might, her Spotify might still be California, because that's she lived, but we at least have one listener up in uh, Seattle. And I went to a holiday party recently and I told like two markers, I've been really shy about telling my coworkers about this. Um, and I just told, two of my coworkers, I was like, yeah, I got a podcast. And they're like, he's like, I have nothing to do this break. So I'm going to listen to your podcast. <laughs> and I was like, great. That means when you come back to work, you're either going to really, really respect me or avoid me, but that's okay. <laughs> it's a good podcast, right? Okay. Um, okay. So we have a special guest, a very special guest. Um, and this is my boo, my little baby, who is not a baby anymore because she's like an adult. But in my heart, she's my baby. Uh, Leanne. Hi, Leanne. Hi. <laughs> um, so Leanne is special to me because now she's like an incredible human. But um, I've known Leanne since she was in sixth grade. And she is now 
a freshman at the University of California at, uh, uh, oh my God, I know he's sitting here. Davis. I was like, I know it was Davis because I was looking, I was like, it's a D and I don't know why my brain is because my brain's on vacation right now um, at University of California at Davis where she's studying computer engineering. That's right, y'all. She hella smart. Um, Leanne is a Filipino-American uh, student. And I say that because I want to highlight women and women of color, especially in um, the STEAM, STEM fields. And she's been an avid, like, coder since sixth grade. Like, Willie Brown, the school that we're at, has an amazing um, engineering program. And Leanne was just about that life since the beginning. Such a hard worker. Uh, she was the valedictorian. We don't really have valedictorians in middle school, but in my middle school, we highlight the person that the highest GPA, and that was Leanne. And then she wow. got, got excited and said, I'm going to do that to get in high school. And what did you graduate with? Was it 4.5, 4.3? What was your GPA? 4.4. 4.4. That's Amazing. right. She was like, she's like, I'm just going to get extra points. Uh, I, I was like, I was struggling with just getting the regular points. But Leanne's like, I want to go above and beyond. Um, and she's avid, 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 avid volleyball player, playing volleyball since middle school. She was also in student government. She's just like a well-rounded person. She's also super sweet. Uh, I, w I recently went to her cotillion, and um, just the things that her friends said about her was just like, it was just amazing to hear. Like, they call her the super friend, a super student, a super everything. But um, she's a super love of mine, and I really appreciate it. And I told her that, um, I'm never ever letting her go. I'm never gonna give you up. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> she stuck with me um, forever and ever. Her sixth grade math teacher. So uh, without further ado, <laughs> Leanne, ladies and gentlemen, and at this point, Carrie, you, you should be in turning the applaud button. Bye. Oh yeah, I can do that. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm gonna do. Mm -hmm. You know, it's so, I feel so emotional listening to to the intro because I just think um, I'm excited to to get to be a part of this interview and and listen. Yeah, so uh, I would say good to see you, Leanne. But we see each other and talk quite often. Um, we've actually started like so we do our yearly like uh, preface lunch something for your birthday. But this last like year, I feel like we've spent a lot more time and talked more, um, especially with you being in college, which is super, super cool um, that I'm able to just kind of like go on that journey uh, with you for college. And I'm also super blessed that both your parents uh, like me enough to let me hang out with you still. Uh, <laughs> they definitely, they definitely trust me enough to make that happen. So uh, Leanne, let's talk about this. So we met in sixth grade. Well, we met when you were in fifth grade. Because Go I was Edric's, yeah, because I was Edric's math teacher. So her older, one of her older brothers, uh, math teacher. And I met your mom first because yes. we were at this Willie Brown event and I was trying to get paid kids to sign up for AIM High. And your mom was like, I got lots of kids to sign up. She's like, I got three. And so she signed up Faith and Edric. 
who were six current sixth graders and then signed you up and you were right there in tow with her and I like I remember like standing in the front of the cafetorium and seeing seeing you and not realizing that that little bouncing human was going to be uh, a part of my life for a really 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 long time so yeah um and then fast forward we were in sixth grade together well I wasn't in sixth grade I was teaching sixth grade and you're in my sixth grade class and in my leadership my little fake leadership class that I had that year oh that was a very fun class my mom made me sign up for it because I didn't want to do an instrument (laughs) I was like no I don't want to trumpet anymore and so we got to do leadership together, which was really fun. Um, we just kind of planned parties and uh, did school events. So, yes. So, Leanne, like, tell us a little bit about, you know, your middle school experience. How was middle school for you? Oh, I got to explore a lot, a lot around, especially because of Ruby Brown. I had volleyball. I played a lot of sports. I played volleyball, track, softball. And then I also had robotics from seventh and eighth grade with Mr. Robertson and that was really fun too because I got to spend a lot of time outside of school just like hanging out in the classroom working on my robot and then hang out with Miss Cody (laughs) I worked all the dances I never wanted to enjoy them I always wanted to talk with the teachers like I was pretty boring but I had a fun time like that was the best part but in middle school because it was such a small middle school everyone knew everyone and that's what I really enjoyed too yeah, like definitely at one point, if you saw me, you saw Leanne uh, in tow um, behind me, especially if we were doing some sort of events. It was funny because when Leanne um, was awarded uh, like middle school valedictorian, Mr. Robertson was like, um, I want to say her welcome speech. And I was like, but she's mine too. Like we had like this whole parental situation like who does Leanne like who is Leanne's real fit parent um in school and I rarely cry and I'm like could not get through her speech I like blubbered I was so embarrassed it was just like a wave of emotion like came over me and like I just said like a lot of times there was a wave of emotion that came over me and in the middle of her speech I just in the middle of me introducing her with Mr. Robertson's our co-introduction, I totally started crying. Um, yeah, I was just so immensely proud of her and just sad to see her go, but it was it was a good thing. Okay, so Leanne's first class was the first class I did the social justice and math lessons with. And yes. uh, that was the first time that I actually did it. And that's because Carrie, and I feel like I've mentioned this before, that you were in my classroom uh, studying my sixth grade class and um, we were doing social justice math. And so Leanne's class was the class that I was piloting this on. And this was, uh, yeah. So can we talk about, do you remember that stuff? It was a really long time. I do. I remember with, I was with Deborah, and we were, were hand in hand in that math class because I don't know, we just were <laughs> inseparable. And then we had the green rolly chairs. Yes, and yes. I was the only yeah. I was the only teacher with rolly chairs because everybody else gave them up because they it's a 
it's a management uh, thing that most people don't want to deal with. I still love the roller chairs. I still have the roller chairs to this day. I'm the only person in my school with roller chairs. Everyone else is like, no, give me the hard chairs. But, um, okay, so do you remember any of the lessons? It was so long ago. The food desert I just one? put you on the spot. Yeah. Look, I learned that the, the appropriate term is food apartheid. Oh. But, oh. yes, so the food desert one. So talk about, so that was a lesson where um, I actually bought y'all gumbo. And I feel yes. like that was the first time a lot of y'all, I have not done that ever again for any of my oh. other classes. Yeah, I was a special one. Well, there was a gumbo spot like a couple of blocks away from school. Mm-hmm. And I got the gumbo from there. That place is no longer in existence. But that was the first time some of y'all actually had gumbo. So if you listen to episode three, I think it is, we talk about, um, yeah, because episode two was Barbie. And I think episode three is Corner Store. Mm-hmm. So if you listen to episode three of Corners, uh, Corner Store, we talk about um going up and down the number line in the food part-tied. And, and that was the first le- time I did that lesson with Leanne's class. And it was such a strong moment because we actually applied to present our work at um, University of San Francisco teacher ed program. And we got accepted. And uh, I brought like six, sixth graders to do, it was part of their teacher ed like their teacher ed um, forum. So it was full of like uh, grad students and professors like presenting their research. And then here's me with six sixth graders. Like we present our research too. And they did an amazing job. Like we created the video. They got to, they went through the lessons and um, they were, they were just amazing. They were just amazing. And like, I don't say that lightly because sometimes you know, we see students do stuff and we're like, oh, that was amazing. And it was just like, it wasn't amazing, but it was, it was great that you got up there, but they were, I would make Carrie's like cringing, like, did she just say that? I did. <laughs> remember, it was me, the only ones I remember is me, Marcus, and Naomi. That classroom. Yes. Yes. And then, uh, yeah, I, there was like two other people in there, but y'all just, y'all, y'all just held your own. Like they ran the actual lesson. Yeah, I remember because I was in the audience. Yes, you did. You came. I was. Came. I came. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was amazing, <laughs> truly. I'm not doing the thing that Michelle says that people do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so tell us how high school is and how's college and um, how are you feeling? Uh, high school was weird because of that 2020 pandemic still going on i had my whole junior no sophomore year online and half of my freshman year in online too so transitioning from like in person and like normalcy and like seeing all the seniors like have their established clubs and whatnot to like nothing because they are all graduated and no one's there so like we stepped into a space where like instead of being like you know learning from your olders or the upperclassmen we had to like initially like, just jump into it and become the leaders because they're all gone and there's no one else like there so that was very weird but everyone i think pulled through for like the remainder of my years and junior year was tough all the classes i was taking i sent miss cody a lot of like letters throughout my high school because i couldn't yes. visit as often 
because the schedules for Lily Brown and my high school were very like they had different block schedule days so I sent those like dear Miss Cody and then two pages or three pages and just kept going I freaking love them yeah like it was just like what's it was her version of a Christmas letter that she was sending me and it was so cool because I would also like brag to the other teachers like this is what Leanne sent me look what's going on like and so it was really cool just to kind of like hear her updates and hear her perspective on because your perspective is is very thoughtful Leanne like it's a very thoughtful perspective around just like not simply school is hard or classes are hard but you really think about things in a way that is that's different from most humans, right? Like you really try to step outside of yourself and think about like how is how am I playing a part in this whole thing? And then if I take myself out of this, how is everybody else interacting? And I think that that allows you to increase your humanity because you have a really really strong uh, humanity, and it shows it shows in the way that you kind of navigate. Uh, the world. I told you that I'm one of your biggest fans. Um, I feel like I'm third on the list after your parents. Boom. Um, and I'm just like, it's just, I'm just so honored to think how you're going to, what you're going to do, how you're going to navigate the world. And I am going to cheer on your successes as much as your failures. And, you know, you talk about that a lot. Like, failure yes. is key and it's important. Because uh, it helps you to be grounded and to grow and to learn. Uh, my my when I was a, when I was becoming a teacher and I had to do observations, I learned more from a teacher that I thought was trash than I did from other people. Because I was like, oh, I ain't gonna do none of those things. I was writing things like avidly, like oh hell, uh-uh, nope, nah. You know what I'm saying? Because it was just like, and it was and 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 it. And it wasn't their fault I mean it is what it is but it was just like things that are like I would never blatantly do and I appreciate that experience I truly experienced that experience with that person so I was able to um to grow the teacher all right so I want to like I want to hear more like Leanne's a talker and then she's getting all quiet on this so I want to hear more how's college uh going as a computer engineer wait 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 wait. i want you to tell the story about how you just took a final and how you were laughing and dancing in your final oh (laughs) most people would not would be fierce fierce in a in a like first of all the language you were using i was like you're like differential and all kind of like i was like girl so tell the story tell the story please please please." oh so after this we just finished winter quarter at Davis and I had a couple finals at the end of the week. Um, I did not really study just because throughout the year I was studying really hard. So I was like, you know, I think I did enough. Like if, if I don't know it now, I'm not going to know it. So I just did my two hour study session beforehand. And on the, it was for calculus two at Davis, they call it 21 B Matt 21 B. And for the first midterm I took, I actually almost froze up. I don't know if I told Miss Cody this, but I froze up and I almost 
did not do well on the exam, but I pulled through and I finished it. And then for midterm two, it was easier. And then final came around. And I don't know what it was, but when I do my math homework, I usually listen to music because it, it keeps my brain awake, but also just because I can do that. And why not if you can listen to music on doing math? Like, that's fun too. So I feel like my, I like program my brain to like think of music when I'm doing math. So I'm doing this exam and all of a sudden like music starts playing into my head and it's the, the music that I usually play when I'm studying. So I'm like, Oh, this is cool. Like the brain's kind of cool. And I'm doing the math. I'm like, Ooh, I could do this. I get to a page or like, I can't figure it out. So I always just skip it and come back to it later and I'm doing it. And I finished the rest of the exam, like a couple hiccups here and there. I go back to, what I was doing earlier and the one I skipped and I was like oh, okay this is like actually really easy I was just making it really complicated um, so I was trying to like figure out what kind of rules I could use for this integral but all I had to do was like of course like algebraic manipulation which is I always forget about it and I had to like break up this fraction I thought it was like partial fraction decomposition but it was not that I could just do like polynomial division and figure it out from there so I was like laughing at myself. And I... out on us. You just nerded out on us really quickly. You're like, I'm just going to throw all these like big math terms. And I'm like, I, I love it. Add and subtract. But go ahead, I girl. I love it. But besides <laughs> I was already like, you know, like humming along to the music, like trying not to hum because they have like their math, uh, their student of judicial affairs there. So like if you're speaking, you know, sometimes they'll like take that as cheating. So I try not to. So I've just like, like you know bouncing up and down in my seat finishing this test laughing at whatever mistakes I made because I realized like oh I could have I just made this so much harder for myself and I use like trig identities instead of simple like algebraic manipulation for another one and I like still got the right answer with like some like arithmetic mistakes which for me that's common I don't know why but there's always some type of arithmetic mistake like plus adding or subtracting or multiplying something. And then I finished the exam, like, oh, trying to calculate, like, okay, I need to go 150 out of out of 200 to keep my A. And I'm like, okay, looking at the points on the test, I'm like, okay, like, I did this, I did that, like, I should be okay. Like, I probably got 150, that should be good, because I did the extra credit problem. And then I'm walking out of there just thinking about like what just happened like it didn't feel like a final at all it just felt like another like like i think of tests as like graded worksheets because like that's all it really is it's like oh did you really like understand it or did you just go through it like the motions and i get the test back or like the exam back online after i get home i'm like okay i needed that one i open it and i see i'm like oh my god like i did a lot better than i thought and i got like i got 207 out of 200 Nice. Wow. And I was like, I was just dancing. And I was humming and laughing at myself. And it all worked out. So I was like, okay. Like, you as a person, I'm like, like, huh? You made it fun. And I think that that's, that's the key. Because, you know, earlier on, Leanne would have been stressed. And I, and, I, and I appreciate, like, the development and growth that you, you have. Like, you trust yourself. You trust your learning. You trust your process and it shows because you were able to, I mean, you took it very seriously, but you were able to come in there and be like, I am not this test. I'm going to show what I know. I'm going to try my best and I'm going to keep it moving. And I, that's a beautiful thing. 
that's a beautiful point like that I that I love to see when students when they're like I'm gonna do my best and that's what I that's is what I have right now and this is not indicative of who I am because I struggle when students say to me like I'm an A student or how do I get an A and I'm like that seems performative I don't know I, I, I care about you learning I care about your mastery I care about your ability to to persevere those are the key things that are important because nobody Carrie have you ever been to a job interview and someone ever says what grade did you get in 12th grade math no never no one cares yeah no but they're going to ask you tell me a time that you were resilient tell me a time that you uh had strong work ethic like tell me a time when you ask for help when you need it those are the things that people that people care about those are things that um help us be successful so yay to leanne though leanne's gonna buy me a house <laughs> i've been telling her that's a sixth grade can i can i can i ask you a question so um i guess i'm curious like how well i have two questions like how do you think you developed that perspective about learning in general you know about like i'm gonna this is fun i'm gonna dance i'm gonna do my best and to you know not stress out about it so much uh, i thought of like well at the back of my mind is always like if i don't get a certain gpa i'm not gonna get the scholarship because certain scholarship you need like a 3.2 or 3.8 or whatever but i thought like okay i've done enough this far like i've basically made myself like a hermit in my room studying for the whole year might as well just enjoy now because i suffered earlier mm -hmm. <laughs> but also like remembering that like when i learn something like i make sure that i understand it and not just like complete the task so then it makes it easier in the end where I can just, you know, relax and just show that I've, you know, understood what I was learning. Mm. I don't know. Does that answer your question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess I'm also curious, like, what was it that got you so into math and science to pursue computer engineering? Math? I don't even know. I think the the order of events got me, like, into it because I like that there was always how would you say this? like there's yes at first it was because oh there's this there's a right way to do things and there's a wrong way to do things and I thought that was like so cool about math but then as you learn more and higher and learn more about math and you learn like the higher like I don't know like once you pass like algebra and you see like okay there's more than one way to do things and like in different situations, you have to like look into your toolbox and be like, okay, I need this type of, uh, this type of, what do they call it? Theorem. I don't even, something about math that I noticed about me is like, I don't know the names of theorems. I don't know the, the term terminology, but I know what it is, like the process of what it's doing. And I think that if you focus so much on like names and I know proofs are important for math majors, but I'm not a math major, so whatever. <laughs> so I'll just learn the process and be like, okay, at least if I see something like that, I can use 
whatever I just learned and added to that. Mm. Thanks for sharing. It's such a healthy outlook to your learning. I mean, I remember a story where Leanne took math over the summer so that she can hurry up and get to calculus. And <laughs> oh, I did that in high school too. She retook a calculus class, not because she needed to, because she wanted to be in the class to see how other students learned. Wow, so like, yeah, in the class to like basically just watch her classmates learn and see how people thought about that process. And that's what I talk about, like this, like next level um, thinking. I want to say that I think I had a little bit to do with that. I'm going to take a little bit of credit. Like, I'm not going to take hella credit. I'm going to take a little bit. Like, I'm going to take like 11%. I feel like I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to take 11%. 11%. I feel like a little bit more than 10 less than 15, so I'm going to take 11% credit. Uh, I'd say so, too. I'd say so, because I don't know where I heard it from, but I was told, like, middle school is a time where people start to mm -hmm. disengage from math, and because letters start to play into it, where they're like, oh, no, like, math is not math anymore. Why Why do we have X and Ys and not just pluses and minuses? But then Miss Cody made it in a way where, like, it's not just letters it's like actually applicable and i think that's what made math my favorite subject is like applying it to daily life and not just like the basic like everyone talks about oh you need math because taxes and you need fractions and percentages and stuff but like going beyond that and talking about like sorry my cousin <laughs> talking about like other things like like what we we're talking about the food apartheid and close the door but, well, yeah, <laughs> that. You mean math is not just about buying 99 watermelons? No, Have you seen that meme? Math is your problem. Who would ever need 99 watermelons? Yeah. Math teachers. <laughs> I got 99 problems. Math ain't one. Um, okay, so we're going to ask you some questions around, so... I don't know if you know this, but we have this dinner protocol. Uh, it's actually way more fun than we we need to package better. Like we need to we need to hire a PR team. Because... Well, we're gonna and we're gonna do another episode with when we talk about. I did it with my family. Yeah, so it was a lot more fun than we try to play. So we're gonna read these questions, um, and I'll read the first question. And uh, you want to read the second question, Carrie, and then okay, I'll read the third question. Okay, perfect. Okay. So, again, just a plug for our um, Critical Math Drop dinner party. I think that was episode nine. Mm-hmm. Um, episode nine. And uh, look at me. I got these episodes in my brain. Uh, all 12 of them. It's not that many of them. Um, so, in that episode... We read the 18 questions and then we also answered some intermittently. And it is a, it was our hope that folks would uh, start to normalize conversations around math. So I'm going to read question number three. Leanne, has your relationship to math changed over time? How so? Mm. She's I thinking. Think, well. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, I think 
I've always liked math, but once I got a, like a better understanding of like where things come from and where equations are derived from and where to apply them in everyday life, that's where I found like like more enjoyment for the subject because of how applicable it is. And then playing, uh, going into engineering and seeing like that you can apply math to science and in physics. And that's where I was like, okay, so math is not just crunching numbers and understanding their, their relationship, but also like understanding like how the world works and not just numbers. <laughs> Cause yeah. Hmm. Thank you. Um, okay, so I'm gonna ask the second question, which is uh, number six. What do you wish, if anything, for your younger self about your mathematics learning? Um, I think to not stop, like, just because it says eighth grade math, like, just keep going. If it's like, I think it was when I was learning on Khan Academy, too, like, just to remedy myself, there was always like they sectioned it through grades. So grades from pre-K all the way to eighth grade. But I think labeling it as like a certain, at a certain grade, you should know this is good, but also thinking like, okay, just because I'm in seventh grade doesn't mean I can't do the eighth grade stuff. Like you don't need to stop just because it says like, it's for quote unquote older people, or you don't need to know something because if you learn more than what you need, at least you'll be more prepared. And then learn the unit circle. <laughs> I love the later. unit circle. I yes. love it because, <laughs> because there's so many multiple representations of every point mm -hmm. along the unit circle and how it connects to right triangle trigonometry. Yes, yes, yes. If you don't know what they're talking about, neither do I. And that's okay. What's the unit circle for us non-math nerd nerds? How do you even explain that? It's a circle with a radius of one and on a um, graph. <laughs> and then it just shows all the different points of, at different angles like that people use. So at Sorry. 15 degrees, 30 degrees, 45, 60, 180, like all the way around at those different increments. So like in radians, so pi over six, pi over four, pi over three. Five or two, and like goes into those different intervals because it's the distance along the perimeter. Because two pi, two pi r is the circumference of a circle. Mm -hmm. So two times pi times one means that their circumference is two pi. So that's why you know when we get up to ninety degrees, it's pi over two. We get to one eighty, it's pi. Then we get all the way around, it's 2 pi because that's the circumference. Podcast people, sorry, our, our audience can't uh, yeah, see this. She just showed us an image. We'll take mm -hmm. a picture, we'll add those images to um, yeah, to the thing. that's so yeah. cute. We can see it out here, sharing your screen. Um, okay, <laughs> I learned something just right now um okay so our last question is tell us a story a memory that lives in your brain and together we can identify that math moment in it wasn't that long ago it was actually in in senior year when i was taking the ap cal calculus class 
Um, and I already took calculus in the summer beforehand. So I was helping a lot of people in that classroom. And there was someone that took the class with me, but he didn't have like the best understanding of the concept because we were, uh, the teacher put us all in the same group and I was helping him learn some concepts. I don't exactly, I think it was related rate, something to do with that. And there was a table next to us that was friends with this guy that was, I was helping because we were relearning some topics, but also like, like going over new ones and they, they needed help. And usually they call over our table, specifically this guy that I took this summer class with. And when they called him over, I also came over because I knew them too. And I was like, oh, do you need help with such and such or related relate related rates? And then they go, no, I don't need your help. I need Tyler's help or the dude that I was helping. Oh, name drop, oops. And I was like, in my head, I was like, oh, I wonder why that is. Maybe because they're friends or maybe because they don't think like I know the topic well enough. But I'm thinking in my head like, who do you think just taught this dude how to do that? So I just went back over to my seat and was thinking about like what just happened. I'm like, hmm. I wonder if they, they didn't want my help because they thought I was incapable or they just didn't know me. And I was thinking like, is it because I'm like the only girl there or is it because like, I don't know, they just didn't know me or thought I was scary. And then I was thinking I'm like, okay, maybe that's a, an experience for the pocketbook. I think like, okay, maybe because I'm certain I look a certain way they're gonna think like I'm not as capable as the counterpart or like, like yeah. that's interesting thing to see in a high school classroom where like you're not even exposed to the industry yet or college classrooms and you're already experiencing things like that oh well I don't know yeah and also this is just the first of many times mm -hmm. where you know, you're going to have to, well, you're going to be the smartest person in the room. And unfortunately, you're going to have to convince the people who are less smart than you to let you do the job. And, you know, there's a lot of things that are presented against you. You're not a white man. Um, and you are a woman, an Asian woman, and you're a small woman. Like, you're not tall. Right. You don't, you physically don't take up a lot of space, Leanne. And so, like, you have to learn how to mentally, emotionally take up space in, in rooms. And I, I have definitely seen that growth in you over the last couple of years. I've seen you be more vocal um, and more assertive in a way that it's just like, I appreciate that when you're assertive, you don't put people down. But you're like, nah, nah, friend, you need to listen to me. And I need you to continue to do that. Um, and also understand your value and your worth. And if you're in a space, an organization, a company, give them a couple of months. If they act like clowns and they don't respect you or respect your hustle, you're smart enough to be like, I'm going to find somewhere else to go. And I need you to continuously remember that. Like, do not waste your talent, your space your intellect on folks that don't value you. And this is a lesson that is really hard for women, especially women of color, uh, to internalize, to like interpret and like internalize. Like I think on a on a on 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 a level we know this, but it's like how do we make that move to it's like this idea of like being scared or not giving opportunities or being grateful, right? That we need to just like let go of 
and say, you know what? I deserve to be in this room. I deserve to leave this room. And if I can't leave this room, then I don't need to be here. Um, one of Carrie's favorite shows to watch right now is or was Black uh, Cake. And, oh, and oh my gosh. So good. In Black Cake, the brother was a very smart scientist and he works for an organization, Oceanography. I think he was studying or he was a scientist of and he was always um, being passed over for promotions, but they were wanting him to do the work. Like he did the work for all the stuff. And it was always, you know, and it was his girlfriend who was like, I'm tired of you, like not knowing your worth. And he's like, oh, I know my worth, but I can't fix racism. And she's like, no, you can't, but you can stand up for yourself. And, you know, watch the watch the series which mm-hmm. i hope there's a season two of because i just i know and I, have, I have like seven questions that need to me be too remember i was um, texting you watching yeah seven <laughs> questions uh and he you know and see how he came comes to terms with it and and there's vulnerability around that and there's um and there's uncertainty around that but at the end of the day it's, it's gonna be worth it um, and I'll always be in your ear. Like, <laughs> uh, are you giving, are you getting the praise? You, I mean, also like, you know, your mom is also a mathematician. So like, you know, you're surrounded by five badass women who will help support and push you, um, to where you need to go. So yeah, I was going to say, like, the thing, too, with the story that you shared, Leanne, is that that's the thing about microaggressions is that we start to gaslight ourselves and say, oh, it's not because I'm a woman or I'm Asian American. Um, like, oh, maybe it's just because they didn't know me. And that's why. When really, you know, like you feel it in your body, like you feel it in the pit of your stomach, like mm, that was racist. That was sexist. Right, and I, I think, mm-hmm. with the the people like the dudes that are asking for help, like I've known them since freshman year. Like I've been in math classes with them too. They know that I've taken the same class that he took. And like, ah, oh well. Well, I also think that sometimes, sometimes with young male identifying folks, that even though they know you're smart, it like the way that society has situation them and condition them, it takes a lot for them to ask someone who is female identifying for help or support or questions. And they would prefer to ask their friend who doesn't know it as well as you do for help just because, and that's just, and that's the craziest, that's the craziest part. Like I could never imagine, like, I want to know from whoever, I want to learn from who's going to help me with the best. And hopefully there's a, like, there's a turn that happens. Like, I know that um, a couple of years ago, I had a friend who, um, really smart social worker, and he needed to pass his T-Best, and it was the mass portion of it. And he was like, can you tutor me? And I was like, yeah, come through. And he came to my classroom, and... Like I helped him so support and he was just like, he did the work and he ended up passing this. He said, it's so funny. 
because I forgot about that until recently when I was in a situation with him and his spouse. And he was like, this is the one that helped me. And she was like, you the one who helped him? Like, because I, I hadn't met her. It was like years ago. And I was like, oh my God, I totally forgot that I was like helping tutor you. I was like, well, you did the work. I just gave you that like space. But it was just like, he knew. I mean, I'm clearly a black woman. Like people ain't out here running to be like, she's a math person. But he was like, nah, she's the homie. She knows what she's doing. Let me help. Let me get in a situation where she can help me be successful. And now he's out here killing the game. Because he was able to kind of like debunk whatever fake mythical creatures that exist around who gets to be math smart, math worthy. So that was cool. That was amazing. Um, okay, Leanne, I'm asking you another question that's not on the list. Where do you see yourself in 10 years? 10 years. All, oh, things, all things neutral. Neutral. Meaning like, yeah. meaning like there's nothing that can stop you like no no isms or oh. life circumstances will stop you i'd say a homeowner having traveled um with a corporate job but not just that with the side like piece that i want to turn into my own business wow entrepreneur yeah yeah, I think I think about it a lot, all like all the time. I have countless like journals about what I want to do and how I'm gonna get there. So, yeah. <laughs> a plan. Can you buy me a house after you buy your house? Stuff a house. Does that mean I have to wait <laughs> ten years for a house? That's a long time. I think it'll take longer because I need to do like property acquisition and. <laughs> how do you know all of these things, Leanne? You can me teach too. us. Go. <laughs> Google. She's a learner. That's the thing. She like she doesn't she know, she's interested in something. She looks it up. She studies it. She learns it. Um, and that's that difference between like wanting to be like a lifelong learner and just like doing the work to get a good GPA. Mm -hmm. Like she wants to learn things, and I actually I love to see it like. I used to see that in my son too. Like he would, um, he used to watch Adam explains everything. Adam knows everything. Adam explains everything. And there's a TV show that talks about like debunking like stuff. Mm -hmm. And he would like watch the show and like get on Google and just be like, let me learn more because it piqued his interest. And it was like, and this is something I felt sometimes about schooling is that kids have an innate fire in them to want to learn. It's something about schooling. We're like a fire extinguisher. And we like all over it. And and then we then that's why we find students who are like, I'm just doing this to get this grade so I can pass this thing instead of being like, I want to learn. And it's it's a tricky it's a tricky situation because you want kids to learn. You want them to have the standards so that they are actually developing and growing. We can track that they're learning. But sometimes when we go on this very narrow pathway, we suck the energy and suck the learning out of, um, and the love of learning out of the process. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's like, when done correctly, these social justice math lessons can kind of help. It won't solve all the problems, but it can help. It can help a lot with the process because instead of you thinking about these numbers in a very, um, I don't know, theoretical way, 
it's it's attached to something that makes sense and attached to something that we can have an opinion. Like I used to, you know, carry you in my class to me until like we used to have conversations about the stuff beforehand so that people get like excited and jazzed up about the situation. And then we brought the math in. So then, so then the math had something to pair with. It was like a pairing, you know, mm -hmm. a little bit of wine and cheese. We had to find the right things to pair together. You're not drinking wine, Leanne, because you're too young. So juice box and cheeses. Juice box and cheeses. Uh, to put it together so that it makes sense, right? Like, so that emotion was there, that feeling was there, the understanding was there. So, uh, okay. You ready for game time? Yes. <laughs> yes, I am. It's gonna be it's it's gonna be fun. I I have four for you, Carrie. Can you look at the bottom and try to get me another one? Okay, so Carrie and I have been really good at like playing these different games with different people. Um mm -hmm. and this game is based off of Kiss Kill Murder. Kiss Kill Mary. I just want to murder people so much. Yeah. It's because I listen to so many podcasts. I'm right. I'm listening to Snapped right now, and it's just like, yeah, I need to. I need to listen to other podcasts. Clearly, um. So, ooh, sorry. I need to charge my laptop. Okay, Leanne's gonna charge, and I'm gonna spend the game. So we're gonna give you three people, and gonna tell us. Which one? So we're not going to do kiss, kill, marry. We're going to do student, teacher, classmate. So who would you want to learn from? I.e. be a student of. Who would you want to teach something? I'd be a teacher. Who would you want to be a classmate with? Okay. I.e. classmate. Um, okay. So I'm going to, we're going to start with the, I, okay, so also, I was like, I'm so much older than Leanne. I got to make sure that these people are people that she actually, like, knows. Um, ooh, ooh, I got one for that one. I can't do the third one. Okay, all right, so we're going to start. You're looking at what I'm doing. Yeah, I am. Okay. All right. So we're gonna start with this easy one. Well, I feel like it's easy because I know for sure you know all these people. All right. So again, who would you want to learn from? So who you want to be a student of? Who would you want to learn? Who would you want to teach? And who would you want to be a classmate with? All right. Okay. So three people are Obama, Trump, and Biden. Being a classmate of Biden would be interesting. <laughs> just to see what he would have to say to the teacher. Learning from Obama and then teaching Trump. <laughs> I kind of figured that's exactly the way you want to. <laughs> yes. I, maybe she would have been like, let's, I mean, maybe. It would be cool to learn like business stuff from Trump because I'm sure he's a quote unquote successful businessman. I thought about that too. I was like, Carrie, who would you do? I think I would, I think I would do the same exact as Leon. 
So I'm going to switch it up. I would do Trump as my teacher because he would be a clown. And oh, that is- I'd, be like, I'd be like, I just want to listen to, like, he would be that teacher that would be on a tangent and you would actually get nothing done. You know, you, you know, you have those teachers where you can ask one question and you can, you can like derail the whole class. Yes. I can't even, I can't even listen to his voice on NPR. I have to change that. I can't, there's no way. Absolutely not. (laughs) His grade book would not be updated. It'd be fake grades in there. Mm-mm. No, 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 no. Oh man, um, I would agree. I probably want to um have Biden as my classmate because I would. He would be that classmate you can trouble with. He'd be like, mm-hmm. "Stop talking! Like, did you do that? Stop texting me! Stop sending me notes!" He'd probably send you notes because he's old, so he 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 texts me. Um. Okay, you ready for the next one? Yes. Okay, so. Again, learn from, teach, classmate. Beyonce, Taylor Swift, Adele. Oh my, well, Adele and her most recent album. That was good. Mm. Teach Taylor, be classmates with Beyonce, so we could kick it, you know? <laughs> and then learn from Adele. She just seems like she had a lot of, you know, experience in life, I guess. But so does Beyonce, like, right? her. I know, I, I kind of think that I would want to be a classmate in Beyonce too. But yeah, I would want her to be my friend. I would be like, I want her to like, not like me. <laughs> yeah. I, I want her to ask, ask for help, ask for math help. Like, <laughs> you want him to be like uh Leanne, will you tutor me? Like, yes. When? Where? Yes. How? <laughs> sure. You want me to come to your house? I let me come to your house. Uh <laughs> um, I actually um I'm gonna go see the Renaissance movie. I haven't seen it yet, oh. but I I so my one of my coworkers who's new, he said, um, who should be listening to this podcast. What up, Vincent? He said you're listening. Are you listening? Um, he said that he uh, was a fan of Beyonce, but then saw the video, the movie, and he said like he's like a super fan. He said he said it just it was like amazing and transformative. And I'm supposed to see what's a uh really soon. So that and I'm gonna see the color purple. I'm excited about both those movies. Um, I was actually, I meant to say, like, I was gonna say the color purple, but you're you're not you're not coming back to city, right? You're done until next year, Leanne. Me? No, I'm I'm coming back um tomorrow, <laughs> or yeah, for Christmas. Are you gonna be done there for Christmas? Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna be there up until the thirty first. So, or I'm leaving on the thirty first because I have stuff to do. 30. Okay, maybe I'll see you before you uh, will go. What to another? What to another spooky day? Okay, all right. This one: your second grade teacher, your eighth grade teacher, your eleventh grade teacher. Now I, I get that with eighth and eleventh, 
it's whatever. So you can just say the subject teacher. But um, so let's just say your second grade math teacher, your second grade teacher, your eighth grade math teacher, your 11th grade math teacher. I was going to put myself in there, but I was afraid that you was going to play me. So I just took myself out of the situation <laughs> and said, second grade teacher, eighth grade math teacher, and 11th grade math teacher. I, I, okay, second grade, I had Miss Brumall. Uh, she broke her leg and had a cast on, or like a Velcro like boot. So I got in trouble for like, I had Velcro shoes, so I got in trouble for like readjusting it because she said it, it reminded her of her trauma. So <laughs> I don't know, but that was not the best experience learning from her. <laughs> she said. Yes, she said. Was trauma traumatic for her? Oh man! Yes, she said it reminded her. I thought, Leanne, why are you wearing Velcro shoes in second grade? Why are you not tying your shoes in second grade? It had like two, so yeah, it was double, like double. Uh, you, you had your 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 shoe tie, like you're not. And you oh, you had the Velcro tie. Okay, it was okay. like double, like yeah, it's cool. Wish, like, Wait, did you get in trouble? In front of the class, like she was reading James and the Giant Peach, and then I started adjusting it, just like to to tighten it, like. And then she goes, "Stop! It reminds me of my trauma." Okay, I guess. I don't know. The That's my memory. Of that. <laughs> so I guess you ain't learning from her. So are you yes. teaching her or your classmates of hers? I can teach her. Like a... you teach I her. Okay, my eighth grade teacher from math. Who was that? We only had different teachers. Um, eighth grade math. Oh, we had no teacher. It was John. Oh, Miss Samyukta. Who did you have eighth grade? Samyukta, but she fell off. Oh, Samyukta, but she like also broke herself. Yes. My math teachers right. were not very consistent besides Miss Cody. Hmm. So. Would you be classmates with her or would you want her to teach you? I what about your 11th grade? My 11th grade was Calc, and I slept the entire time. I would be classmates with that. I mean, I would be classmates with my 11th grade teacher. He was energetic. Oh, no, I'd learn from him again because he was very, like, jumping around, very energetic. He just came out of, like, he just graduated. So he was from, I think, Boston, something, Boston University. So he was, like, yeah. very fresh. So he was excited about life. He was excited about teaching and he was very lenient with the, the class I was in. And he actually became an ASB advisor when I was a senior. So I spent a lot of time with him. So I, I learned from him again. And then I'd be classmates with my pre teacher. Perfect. All right. Here we go Santa Claus, the Grinch, Frosty the Snowman. Or, mm -hmm. or as a four year old calls him, Jeezy, Jeezy the Snowman, because. His parents That's are millennials amazing. and Carrie's oh. looking like, what does that even mean? Google it, Carrie. Google <laughs> it. I want to learn from the Grinch. That sounds so cool, like just to hear him speak. I imagine, like, it's Jim Carrey that plays the Grinch, right? In that very famous movie. Um, classmates with the Grinch learn from Santa Claus. No, wait, you said you, wanted to, you, said you, wanted, you said you wanted to learn from the Grinch. Oh, did I say that? Wait, what did I say? 
Learn from the Grinch classroom, Santa Claus, and teach Frosty the snowman. Teach Frosty. Okay. All right. So these next, you got two more. All right. Do you know who Issa Rae is? Oh, my God. I know I started watching Insecure again and I was like, whoa, I don't remember all these things. <laughs> you also work with like college people so you know uh even though you are a college person but you're like a baby college person okay but okay you know who kamala harris is yes do you know who hillary clinton is yes do you know who amanda seals is no okay, I probably do know her just google it really quickly i don't actually i don't comedian and actress no i don't she has had some really great commentary about recently um, Palestine. about Palestine. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, I'm gonna throw. Okay, I got you ready. You ready? Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. so Kamala Harris, Hillary Clinton, and their third one is. Your middle school principal. I'm not gonna say their name, but your middle school principal. We had two. Either one. Do the second oh, one. The <laughs> Learn from Clinton. Teach Harris. And be classmates with the principal. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Oh my God. Leanne. Yes. Thank you so much oh. for doing this podcast with us. <laughs> yes. Is there anything else you want to um, say? If there's no question prompting, I have no ideas. That's, that's real. Okay. So we always end our podcast with appreciations and so um because affirmations are real because women of color don't get to engage in this as much as they should and because we just want to boom and when you have your podcast you can do what you want when i do and live the color don't even know that reference either do you it's cool again Sometimes working with young folks, you just feel so old. Even though in my heart, in my spirit, and in my face, I don't look old, y'all make me feel old when y'all don't understand my references. That's okay. Uh, and let's start with appreciations. I'm going to start with appreciations for you, Leanne Poo, my big head. Oh, yes. your big head. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I've been calling her big head since sixth grade. Um, I don't want to cry, but you already know, like, I am so blessed and honored that you think enough of me to allow me to still be in your life. I think that you are a truly phenomenal 
phenomenal woman. And I am blessed to call you my unofficial kid, my child. Um, and that I will be the cheerleader on the sideline when you are making the great play. Um, I will be your snuggie when you just need to get away from the world and just need someone to just like hold you. And um, I will be your antagonist to push <laughs> you when I think that you can do more or think differently. And I think that that is a role that I take very seriously. And I don't do that for everybody, um, but I am deeply, deeply invested in uh, in you and who you are as a person, as a human. And I tell you this all the time, even if you don't grow up to change the world, you are still a remarkable human. And um, my life is exponentially better because I know you. So I love you, kid. Me yeah. Too. Love you too. <laughs> I want to appreciate you both. And Leanne, I really appreciate you um, being open to inviting me to join the conversation today. I haven't seen you since 2016, and it's really beautiful to get to see you now as a grown woman, college student, entrepreneur. And I said, wow, to everything that you said today, because I'm so impressed by you and I want you to keep doing what you're doing. And Michelle, I want to appreciate you for your support and patience and for sharing with me the things that Leanne shares with you, because I feel like I get to kind of remember my high school teacher life vicariously through you. And the reason that I got emotional at the very beginning of the episode when you were introducing Leanne, Michelle, is that this relationship that the two of you have is really, really special. And this is, this is why teachers are teachers. You know, like this, this is, this is the real, I don't even want to say work. It's not work. Like this is, this is what being a teacher is really about. And it's just, um, uh, it's, yeah, it's like hard to put into words because it's so meaningful and, um, so powerful. And, um, that's why I was emotional at the beginning today. I want to say my appreciation to both of you guys one for inviting me to like be here and talk my piece but also like throughout the years miss cody has been a, such a stable <clears throat> part of my life because i've moved around a lot all, like every day all week every day uh miss cody has always been someone i can rely on and just rant about anything about the happenings of my life even if like you know like it's not going the best or if it's going the best i can talk to her about either or and I'd love to learn more about your dissertation, <laughs> Carrie. That like it's oh, so interesting. Now, like being surrounded by like like all these professors with PhDs, and of course they all talk about their research and whatnot. But I've never actually got to, you know, talk to you about yours. I think that'd be cool. Oh, thanks, Leanne. 
Leanne, you were the first student on this show. Oh, first one well, there's a lot to live up to, I guess. You said what? Huh? What you say? <laughs> say it with confidence, Leanne. I said there's a lot to live up to then. Oh, hey. That was good. <laughs> Um, yeah, so this is exciting, I, and I appreciate, you know, um, and I miss this, like, we were on hiatus, like I said, for two weeks, and so this has been your good, like, come back, welcome back, welcome back, it's a show called Welcome Back Carter, just to be clear, I'm not old enough to watch Welcome Back Carter, I am very young, I just happened to watch it on Nick at Night, so for all of y'all who think that I was a part of the Welcome Back Carter uh, world, I am not. Let's just be very clear. Not a I don't segment. even know what that is. It was a show called Welcome Back, Carter. It was a show about a teacher. And I don't know if it was based off of... He was like a... Yeah, he was a teacher. Welcome Back, Carter. I saw it on Nick at Night. Like, Fragnet and all that stuff. Like, all those shows. You know, we've discussed how, like, I literally watch old people's shows all the time. That is my jam. Shout out to Eddie Griffin and Matt Locke. Anyways, um, <laughs> and love me some mad log, bro. That's my guy. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm oh, definitely love that. Anyway, um, thank you everyone for listening. And this is not our last episode of here, but um. Hopefully, our next episode, which will be our last episode, uh, we'll give you some stats because Spotify sent us some uh, graphics about our year as podcasters. And yeah, we did this. It's only been like three months, two months, three months, three months. Maybe three months. Three months. Yeah. Three months of uh, late, like two and a half months. I think we started at the end of October. Mm hmm. And, uh, this was Carrie's like, she's like, you want to do this with And I was like, sure, why not? And, you know, here we are, 120 followers strong. Uh, but we're hopefully making an impact. And we get to highlight people that are also making an impact. So I appreciate it. So um, I'm going to close this out. All right. Isn't that cool? All right. This is episode. I believe 12 with the lovely, amazing Leanne and my beautiful co-host, Carrie Cohen. We are so happy to do the first review and we'll see y'all soon on the other side. On the other side. All right, y'all. Peace. <laughs>